0: and welcome back to the Capricorn Diaries. This is a podcast on tarot and how it moves in day-to-day life. We're here to talk about the way it manifests in a way that's different from the textbook meaning and also a way that's similar sometimes. So today we are going to be talking about the High Priestess and we're joined by my friend Danny, who is a baker who reads tarot cards. (laughs) Hi Danny. Hello. Okay, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself first and how you started getting into tarot. I first picked up a
1: deck, I think I was in the 6th grade. Wow. Like, I had no idea mm. what I was doing. I just saw like… Not not an ad. But like a I don't know. A photo of it or like read about it in a book. And then I just picked up the a deck from National Bookstore. Brought it home. Oh, right. Looked through it. Never touched it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So how long did it take before you actually like picked it up and started reading? Uh, I picked it up again…
1: Uh, while I was working.
0: Ah. Yeah. So
1: about a little over two years ago.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you think that your practice has changed a lot since two years ago?
1: Yeah, I think so. But in a way, like I've always strived to like read the cards like in a, in a certain way because I don't find myself a very spiritual person right. by nature, mm-hmm. but… I think that's actually one of the things that kind of shifted a little. Like my impression of what spiritual was before and what spiritual is now.
0: Right. So yeah. what, what what was your impression previously of like what spiritual is and what is it now?
1: Before it had a lot to do with like worship and prayer or or, or things like going to mass. And then more recently, I, I started to see it in things like wanting things or like right. making wishes for people or mm-hmm. like just, Thinking well of your friends because those can like act as prayers. So that was kind of like the way it shifted for me when I realized that, oh, I'm actually like kind of praying in a way.
0: Right. I completely understand. I always tell people that uh, I think like a big reason why I don't quite fit into the pre- predominant like tarot demographic is yeah. because a lot of people who are into tarot also tend to be like inherently spiritual people you know capricorn skepticism (laughs) by the way guys um, danny's also a capricorn son so so the capricorn diaries times two this week (laughs) so yeah i i find that really really interesting like how it can kind of change the way that you see things right yeah same same actually like i used to be vehemently anti-ritual i guess because i didn't have a very good experience with the church yeah yeah (laughs) yeah right it's very i sort of saw it as very oppressive so i feel like tarot also helped me get out of that mindset where spirituality can just be this one thing yeah Okay, so let's move on to the card that we're going to be talking about. So this episode, we're going to be talking about the High Priestess, Mm -hmm. right? Yay! Okay, so just to let everyone know, when I was sort of listing down the people who I would invite on the podcast, I believe I gave you a choice like between the High Priestess and the Empress. So what made you choose the High Priestess? I figured
1: it would be interesting to talk about a card that… I at first didn't have a really good relationship with. Uh uh-huh. Like my impression of the card was very… It just… I didn't… I had trouble connecting with it right. at first. Right. And I also found that… Oh, I'm reading
0: tarot. And then it's the High Priestess card. <laughs> right. There's like an intimidation factor, I guess. Mm,
1: intimidation and at the same time, like kind of falling into that archetype. Right, right,
0: right. For those of you who are joining us and who might have their own decks, it might be a good idea to pull the High Priestess out now. Just for reference, we are using the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. And for those of you who are on your laptops or in transit, you can also Google a picture of the High Priestess from the Rider-Waite-Smith deck just so that you guys can be on the same page when it comes to a lot of the symbolisms that we'll be talking about. Right, so let's go through some of her vital statistics. So this card is a major arcana card. She's the number two card in the entire deck. So zero was the fool. Number one is the magician. And number two is the high priestess. So let's go through some textbook meanings. I want to kind of cite my sources too. So we are using the com reference for this. So... As I mentioned in our previous episodes, every card has an upright meaning and a reversed meaning. And for the High Priestess, the upright meanings are intuition, sacred knowledge, divine feminine energy, and the subconscious mind. Reversed, she kind of takes that to the next level and we get secrets, a disconnect from intuition, withdrawal, and silence. Okay, so now let's dive into the sort of more practical side of things. Um, Danny, are there any certain areas of life or topics that you've associated with the High Priestess, either through experience or maybe through reading for other people?
1: Well, recently I've been pulling that particular card a lot. Oh, Yeah. And I'm not sure if it like has something to do with like, I don't know, because I read for my friends a lot and I'm not sure if it's, like in in a way, part of me like telling them through the cards that um, you should be more trusting of yourself. So mm-hmm. it's, it's usually in those situations when people are unsure mm-hmm. about what to do or like how to move through life
0: when the, the card likes to appear. I see. So it's sort of like a moment of affirmation or like an affirmation card. Do you read reversals? Yes, I do. (laughs) What does it usually mean for you if the card is reversed? Um, It's a
1: little similar to the textbook meaning. Mm -hmm. But I usually emphasize when I pull the card in reverse is like either delving too deep into yourself Mm -hmm. or like being too closed off to certain things that you suddenly have like so many blind sides without realizing it right so it's a good reminder mm-hmm. when you pull that card in reverse to be more to strike that balance
0: right so it's kind of like both a warning card yeah. and also like a guide card yeah in but a way. like it's a
1: very i don't know i find it not so harsh
0: right compared right. to
1: like if you you were to pull like a different card
0: yeah I understand um, I think every time that I pull this card it's always sort of the trump card for me mm-hmm. like there's a certain deck the Aquarian deck where the High Priestess is pointing at something or like pointing in a certain direction so the way that I like to read that is usually whatever the card beside it is mm-hmm. I will see that as the right answer uh-huh. yeah or like the right way and with the Rider Waitsmith, Smith if I get the high priestess as a clarifier upright, I always feel like, oh, okay, like that's the right <laughs> choice. <laughs> like I'm not going to fight with her. Yeah. But she does scare me a little when it comes to pulling her reversed because I always yeah. feel like, ah, oh, like my intuition is off. Or if it's for someone else, I'm always like, oh, like I feel bad for them <laughs> because I feel like they might be wrong about something that they think they're really right about.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. When I do get it reversed, I, I do have a lot of friends who are like people that when they get cards in their verse, in general, like they, they get kind of scared. So if it's like they're familiar with the High Priestess of Brighton and then they suddenly get it turned over, they're like, oh my God, what's going
0: on? <laughs> what's happening? You know? Right. So you mentioned earlier that you were a little bit kind of scared or like you didn't really get along with this card at first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you get along with this card better now? Or yeah, what's your experience, the before and after? What's the before and after experience been like for you?
1: Mm, I think right now, I'm a, a bit more comfortable with it. But it's through like exposure therapy. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> I do. I, I, I've been… The last time I did like polls for people on Instagram… Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I asked you a question. Three times. Right, right.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Both in reverse and like both not in reverse.
0: (laughs) So is it kind of like every time you pull that card, you like take a deep breath? Like Yeah, like okay, how do I how do I
1: talk about this? And like I I just said something related to it earlier.
0: (laughs) What's the best time that you've pulled like the high priestess? Like has there been a moment and you're like, oh my god, like I'm so happy that I got this card? I don't... I don't know. I don't remember. Do you keep a tarot journal?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. I have a, it's here.
0: <laughs> it's right in <laughs> front of I me. I love it. <laughs> Prepare. <laughs> um, do you often list down the different things that happen? Like when you pull certain cards? Or like how does this tarot journaling process work for you?
1: When I journal my cards, I like I like to draw them or the, the spread. The spread that I use. And then it It looks more like a <laughs> diagram right,
0: right, I get it like a flow chart, yeah, like yeah, a flow yeah, chart, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. and then I do more of like uh feelings first before yeah. before actual like instances in life or like situations, mm. and then it's only later that I reflect on like what's going on, unless I have a specific question right, yeah yeah okay. that's the, that's usually the only time um I include or Things that happen like outside of myself mm. when I journal my cards.
0: I see. So for you, it's very internally oriented. I guess. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's sort of the opposite. Like I tend to focus a lot on events. Like yeah. what happened? <laughs> like So I do a weekly spread where I pull one card per day. And then usually, I will sort of uh, reflect on that later in the day. So like what happened today? Like what was this about? Oh, so it's like more yeah. after the fact. Yeah, after the fact. So, Just okay. because I feel like sometimes it sort of skews what happens. I'm like, Mm. if I get, for example, the Six of Pentacles, which is about generosity and receiving money, I'm like, am I going to receive money today? (laughs) (laughs) And like the whole day, I'll just be like, oh my gosh, like, is there some kind of racket that I can find? Mm. Like, is there something that I should do for more opportunities? So I feel like it messes with me if I think about it too much throughout the day. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So maybe I can ask like, Personally, what does the High Priestess kind of mean to you right now, at this point in time, or like in your tarot journey? Right
1: now, I find that a lot of the card has to do with striking a balance between like listening to your gut, but Mm. also like being grounded into the present.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So that brings me to sort of the title of our episode. (laughs) So the high priestess, stealth or shade? Like what is she more for you? I find that it's
1: more stealth than shade. I mean, I don't know. It depends. But, (laughs) (laughs) But for me, whenever I pull the card, it's always a gentler way of saying you should be listening to you know, yourself and not questioning yourself too much. You're asking too many questions right now. Stop it. <laughs>
0: right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is the case for like myself and like probably my friends. I
0: have a lot of friends who like to overthink. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Count <laughs> doon. Okay, so let's move on to the Queerance corner. So now we're going to be answering some questions from Instagram. For those of you who are listening, we open our Instagram asks once a week. So just try and check if you can catch us. Okay, so the first question is, should you ask the tarot about love? (laughs)
1: <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I can't say no because I'm guilty of this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, I wouldn't say no to that either. Yeah. Tell me how to say no to this. One. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no to that either. Like I tend to ask the tarot about love yeah. a lot also. What situations in love in particular do you often find yourself asking? Oh great. <laughs> <laughs> We'll bleep all the names out. (laughs)
1: Um. Well, I mean, it would depend. Like, I do get a lot of questions from people. Now, will I find the one? Right. Or is he the one? Or is she the one? And stuff like that. But I do prefer to ask relationship or love-oriented questions if they sound more like, "Am I ready?" or "How do I." you know best prepare for a more fulfilling rel- relationship next time right like yeah. more in terms of like of course the things you can change about yourself rather than a situation that's bigger and larger outside of you
0: right like will i find my soulmate yeah. tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> but yeah a lot of people do ask that i like reading about love especially when it's with someone i know yeah. just because i feel like, i mean not because like oh i'm sipping that tea <laughs> just because I feel like it's easier to put it in the context of their personality and their tendencies. Yeah. Right? So for example, the high priestess reversed. Sometimes I get it for some friends of mine who've made bad choices in the past and have sort of internalized those choices to feel like the right choices. Like because it feels familiar, like they'll go for that. So I feel like those are kind of the best love readings to do.
1: Yeah. Or sometimes there have been situations where people ask like, do, do am i ready or like do i really want this and then she comes out and you're like and then the card is like oh well you know <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know what you want <laughs> Right, right right that's so funny have you ever gotten a question that's like should i do this oh yeah i've i've, I've asked that myself <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of answers have you gotten for yourself or do you feel like they were helpful answers um they tend to be like
1: very open ended <laughs> and very, and yeah, she uh, the the card has actually come up in in times that I would ask that question.
0: Yeah, for me, if I ask something like, should I do this or should I like, let's say, um, should I keep talking to this person? Yeah, I feel like it's always half and half. Like sometimes I will get an answer that's like crystal clear, and then mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what am I looking at? Like, yeah. I don't know what this means.
1: But it would largely also depend on like if the the card surrounding it. Right. Because like right. the meaning tends to shift with the high priestess too.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So our next question is what do numbers mean in the tarot? <laughs> <laughs> no. <Nobody, nobody. laughs> numbers. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we can start with the major arcana first. Right. So the structure of the major arcana is that it goes from zero to 22. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those 23 cards are sort of representative of the fool's journey. Yeah. So, yeah. Like if you would pull the high priestess, which is number two, it's like you're sort of in the beginning. Yeah. In the yeah. early stages of.
1: Whatever it is you might be going through.
0: (laughs) Right. And that sort of reflects itself also in the Minor Arcana, which has a focus more on everyday things. Mm -hmm. And so it can be more specific, but also more vast. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So for example, if I were to pull a Minor Arcana card for something, it would be more action-oriented. In the sense that, for me anyway, like it would kind of encompass more things to do rather than the major arcana which for me is always very broad. Yeah. It, right? it can be very when you pull lots
1: from the major arcana it can be very big picture.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Like a new phase in your life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This next question is really funny. Do rods or wands stand for sexual energy? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. Really? I, on the other hand, have always thought of it that way. (laughs) Just because like the rods are so phallic, you know? They're like… That's fair. (laughs) I I was a lesbian. (laughs) Was. Was. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I think that sometimes the rods can stand for sexual energy. Especially if it's talking about love. Or if the question you're asking is about your relationship with someone else. I find that there are lots of times, both for myself and other yeah. people, where they've asked about like, do I have a connection with this person or something? <laughs> oh, or like, yeah, it's sexual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they think that it's like this super emotional mm. thing. But then there are no cups; Like they're all yeah. rods. And I'm like… <laughs> they're all rods. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe uh, you just want to resolve some of this yeah. sexual tension. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So I think that rods can stand for sexual energy, but not just sexual energy. Mm -hmm. I'd say passion in general. Yeah. Passion. Passion. Creativity. Yeah. Creativity, being inspired, all of that stuff. So, that's been our episode on the High Priestess. And so far, we've discussed the contrast and the similarities between its textbook meaning, which has to do a lot with intuition, sacred knowledge, and the Divine Feminine, as well as the practical meanings or the practical occurrences that have sort of um, shown up over the years for us when we've read for ourselves and for other people. So, Danny, are there any sort of last words you want to say about the High Priestess? Regarding the card. I guess I'd like for people
1: to be um, not so intimidated by it, like maybe for readers and both for people who uh, receive readings where the card shows up either upright or reversed. Like it can stand for like really beautiful things, like understanding something so deeply that you don't have the right words for it. Or being sure of yourself this time. Or being reminded like when you're not super connected to yourself or the world around you. So
0: yeah,
1: that's always I feel like something important these days
0: right I agree so stay grounded everyone (laughs) listen to the high priestess and come into your power (laughs) so thanks again everyone for listening if you want more of the Capricorn Diaries check us out on Instagram it's at the Capricorn Diaries the Capricorn Diaries is produced recorded and distributed by Big Baby Studios they have a bunch of other great shows that you guys might be interested in you can check them out at facebook.com slash big baby studios and at itsabigbaby.com We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.